All right. Good afternoon or good evening, everyone that's here and everyone that's listening in. Uh, we're going to start a new teaching this week. I know we just finished up, uh, what do we, oh, Kingdom Leaders. Uh, I guess that was our summer series. <laughs> made it up like our summer series. Uh, but we're going to talk today, uh, Days of Heaven on Earth. That'll be our topic today, Days of Heaven on Earth. And let's go to Deuteronomy 11. Let's open up there. It's actually one of my favorite topics, so I'm going to be pretty excited about teaching this. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy 11, verse 21. It says uh, that your days may be multiplied in the days of your children in the land which uh, the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them. It's talking about the promised land. And he says, as the days of heaven upon the earth, as the days of heaven upon the earth. And let's go here, uh, Hebrews 11. Set a little foundation for this. So Hebrews 11, we'll start with verse 1. It says, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Emphasis, evidence of things not seen. Underline it, highlight it, evidence of things not seen. We'll drop down here, verse 3. It says, through faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, uh, see, underline, outline things which are seen, were not made of things which do appear. It's basically saying the things that we see were created by the things that we can't see or things in the invisible. And then if we drop down to verse... We'll do uh, verse 24. It says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ. And we're talking Moses here. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward verse 27 by faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible he endured as seeing him who is invisible underline highlight as seeing him who is invisible I guess there's other things more important than underlining and highlighting that. All right, so let's we go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1. No, no. Uh-huh. All right, so Genesis 1, 1. Genesis 1, 1. So Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven 
and the earth. And we talk about that a lot here. Heaven and earth, that means uh, the word and is a conjunction. That's he created them together, not heaven or earth, heaven and earth. So in the beginning, God created heaven and earth to operate as one, right? And then uh, verse 2, and the, and, the, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The message says, first this, God created the heavens and the earth, all you see, and all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, and inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the water, the watery abyss. Right? And then uh, let's do, we'll do verse verse 4 well verse 3 it says and God said let there be light and there was light and God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning was the first day and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters that, and let it divide the, waters divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament uh, from the waters which was above the firmament. God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning was the second day. Right, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear as it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas and God saw it and it was good. So here you got, he created heaven and earth, but he broke down his whole process of, of what he created to operate once again together. You drop down here, verse 2. Chapter 2, verse 25. So this is after he made man. Mm, let me see. Well, verse 20, 21. It says, And God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, uh, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which God, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And she, uh, she shall be called wom woman or womb man because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And, it's, and it says, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Keyword, they were not ashamed. Right? And you'll see here, verse chapter 3, this is after they ate of the fruit that they wasn't supposed to eat. Verse 7, it says, and the eyes of them were, the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife 
hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Right? All right, so, so here I, we walk through a few scriptures here, quite a few. Uh, so we walk through uh, Deuteronomy 11 where it says, as the days of heaven on earth. As the days of heaven on earth. Deuteronomy 11, 21. All right? Then um, we went into uh, Hebrews, and Hebrews talked about uh, the value of faith, what faith does for us. Faith, Hebrews 1, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it's it, when we put on our faith lenses, we actually see outside of the earth realm. So in the beginning, you didn't need faith. We were living in heaven and earth. After sin, uh, after sin, all mankind could see is the earth realm. They were blind from the heaven realm. How, had the heaven realm was in a blind spot. So now we need faith to see heaven and earth together. Remove faith, all we can see is earth. So that's why people are stressed out with finances, with their future, with their promises, with their careers, with their opportunities, is because they can't see beyond the scene, right? Right. So, so then we went into Genesis one, which uh, we call that in the in seminary or biblical terms or the theological terms, law first mentioned. When God first mentioned it, is what what His intent was. So in the beginning, the first scripture in the beginning, God created heaven and earth together to work together. Right then in Genesis two one, we talked about. Uh, well, I, I didn't read Genesis two one, but it said God. Uh, was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them, all the population of heaven and earth. Then, he, then we got into some of the how some of how he created the heavens and the earth. Then we showed something that was key in Genesis two twenty five. It said, and they were naked and unashamed. Well, why were they unashamed? Because they were in the. See, see again, heaven and earth was together. So even though they were living in earth. Their view was the presence and the glory of God. So they were so consumed in the glory of God, they couldn't see that they were naked. They weren't focused on themselves. After they ate of the tree, after they sinned, they couldn't see heaven no more. So there was nothing that was more glorious than them looking at their own glory. You understand what I'm saying? Before sin, the, just seeing the glory of God, there was nothing more glorious than the glory of God. After sin, when you can't see the heaven realm, you can't see God and his splendor, then at that time, what's the most glorious thing existed? Man. More, more glorious than the creatures, more glorious than the birds. Like, just seeing themselves was phenomenal. Like, sometimes you look in the mirror. <laughs> just looking at yourself is phenomenal. <laughs> what did you say? Uh... Adam saw the woman, he said, whoa, man. <laughs> so so we'd be looking in the mirror, we going, whoa, man, <laughs> right? All right, so, so we talked about that, and we said uh, after sin, they were focused on themselves, right? And I gave you the scripture how in Hebrews it says, what we see, Hebrews 11, 3, uh, the things that are seen were created by the things that are not seen or in the invisible. So that means if the invisible has created the visible, then what's more of a reality? The invisible, right? 
So, so, but we live like the invisible or the heaven realm is the fantasy and what's on earth is the reality. Well, why is it that everything that we see changes so fast? Subject to change. Man, go back and look at your pictures up to this point. Look at how much change has taken place in your life, even in young, young folk, 15 years. Go, go back, just go back f five years ago, look at what you was wearing. You wouldn't wear it now, would you? <laughs> right? So why? why? Why is things because the scripture says, don't look at the things, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Because you got to search the scriptures to see if this stuff is so. So it says, don't look on the things that you see for their temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for their eternal. Temporal means subject to change. Everything that manifests has to submit to change. So let's say uh, somebody... Uh, this week woke up in the morning and they saw a growth on their arm that they haven't seen before. You know, that's kind of scary. You know, you see a little growth. Yeah, but the fact that it's manifested in the earth realm, it's subject to change. It has to submit to change. That's why when you say by your stripes is, you're healed, you're speaking heavenly words or over an earthly manifestation. So it has to submit to change. Right, the things that's eternal doesn't have to, you know, but God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Because God is on the outside of time, Isaiah 50, God's sitting on the circle of earth. He's not bound by time. He's not subject to change. God hasn't changed. We look at God as changed because we have. We think he's a different God because we're different people. We're looking through different lenses. So we think God has changed, but... We're opening ourselves to, up to stuff we never did. And the more we open ourselves up to the world, it's like eating that fruit in the garden, eating all over again. The more we eat, the blinder we become to what we really have access to. Let's go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. I love this scripture. Um, Ephesians 1 verse 3. It says, "Blessed be the God, the, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So, so, so we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And we talked about this. Uh, maybe I got to reteach it, but uh, I forgot what the title was. It was uh, blessed, bless something, blessing something. This is." Thing I taught at the other church, but but the thing about a, a blessing is it's a it's a it's God's verbal endorsement. Now remember now, when God speaks, things move. So it's like God's blessing is out ahead of you, His favor and everything's out ahead of you. So it's opening doors before you get there. But suppose God has a now now God wouldn't be smart to bless you where you are. He would be smart to bless you where you're going because we said everything that's manifested is subject to change. So why would he, so, so it's one thing you, uh, uh, I used to teach the players in basketball. I used to tell them, don't throw the pass where they're at, throw it where they're going. Because you throw it where they're at, they're not staying there. <laughs> they're in motion. So, so one of the reputations I had at every level was I would, the pass would meet people where they're at. So the coach was like, well, he, I, I was playing with this program team and the coach kept saying, boy, he throws that ball in advance, doesn't he? And I, and I used to be thinking to myself, as opposed to what? <laughs> I got to throw it where the guy's going. But the defense can't recognize it because 
they can't react fast enough. By the time they react, the, the person is caught the pass and they react. Well, similar to God's blessing on our lives. God is blessing us where we're going, right? And so if he bless you where you're at, you're moving from there. <laughs> God's a better point guard than, than Pastor Keith. He's throwing that bless, blessing out ahead of time, meeting you where you're going. Now, but imagine, and we, I say this when I'm playing, yo, move, man, cut, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so, so it's crossover, you know, the guy's playing defense. This guy's coming to double me, but I'm about to throw that, that pass, that, that pocket pass, you know, in that lane, but this guy don't cut. So I threw the pass where he could score. I know I'm talking basketball here, you know, right? But, this is, but that's what... So, so that's God. You know, God done crossed over. He done made his move, right? He's playing it off like he's going this way, but he really wants to throw that pocket pass through, that, through, through here so you could score in your life, but you ain't moving. You ain't cut. You still standing there. He's throwing a blessing where you're going. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But if you stuck because you don't believe and you have no faith, and then you sitting there standing in the same spot complaining going well God don't love me well you don't love you because you ain't moved <laughs> blessing waiting on you right but you got to move but you ain't gonna move if you don't see it coming you know one time the other thing is when you're playing with players that that don't pass you'll have no incentive to cut go to you know cut is you know move towards the basket expecting them to pass you the ball so you can score so you're like man I ain't gonna pass the ball I'm not going then they throw the ball be like well I didn't think he was gonna pass it well what I'm trying to tell you is you don't have to worry about that with God. God's saying, when you make the move, the blessing be waiting on you right there. Right? Right? Just make the move, right? All right, so we, we slipped that in. <laughs> you say, amen, Brother Keith. <laughs> that sounds like us at the house, right? <laughs> I'd be like, thank you, my sister. <laughs> She'd be like, thank you, my brother. <laughs> you know, ever since she got that pro, be like, right on, sister. <laughs> <laughs> right on my sister from the motherland all right so 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 this is the thing um this is see see all right, come on come back come back all right so all right so we have these blessings and the blessings are are there but it's hard for us to see them because they're framed in the invisible but when we put our faith lenses on them, on, we can see them clearly. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. So, so they're realer, realer, there's probably no such thing as realer, but let's just use realer just because it's not a word, right? <laughs> All right, so they're realer. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, though, even though it's not, it's not good English, but... Uh, then what really appears to you, right? All right, so, so, so now, now I'm making a case. I'm, I'm, it's a setup. I'm making a case because I'm going to give you all chapter and verse here. All right, so let's go to Matthew 10, uh, Matthew 6, I'm sorry. Uh, we've talked about this here before, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And this is a model for prayer. So, so, so Jesus is breaking down to the disciples. Man, let me just show you how to pray. And I'm going to give you a foundation of how to pray with the cover. I want you to cover glorifying God. I want you to cover the, your people around you. I want you to cover forgiveness. I want you to 
you know, forgive people as you want them to forgive you, but, but listen, it's all about the kingdom up in this piece. Like he closed it out with, we can do all that, but let's not forget it's all about the kingdom. And here's the Lord's Prayer. He said, uh, Matthew 6, we'll start here at uh, verse 9. It says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. And he, he wasn't saying you had to pray this specific prayer, but you can, because this prayer covers everything. But he says, just this is your foundation for prayer. It says, um, our Father, just focus on God first. You always hear me. When I'm praying, I'm always, uh, Lord, we lift you up and magnify you. Because I'm focusing on the Father first. Right? And, and uh, it says, which art where? In heaven. It says, hallowed. Hallowed. You're like, is, is, hallowed be thy name, thy honor. Hollow is like, it's so magnificent. It's so big. It's, it, but, but that word name means honor. You know, uh, if you pray anything according to Jesus' name, his honor, right? It says, so hallowed be thy name. Look, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where at? In earth as what? As it is in heaven. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. We've given debtors, leads not in temptation, but delivers from evil. For thine is kingdom, power to glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> All right? But it says... In earth as it is in heaven. So, 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 if we go back to his original plan, heaven and earth to be created together, then sin separated heaven and earth, not, not like ripped it apart, but they lost sight of heaven. So all they can think about is earth. Now, and we can relate to that. You know, uh, there's bill collectors, there's call the house. Oh, you have to pay such and such. Some people's first thought is panic. Why? Because they're panicking based on the demand that's been placed on them that they don't believe they can meet. Right? All they can see is the earthly bill. So they're making decisions based on what they have, not based on what God has. But if we, if we're, if we got our faith lenses on, we can see Ephesians 1, 3, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So we'll be praying for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So now we're not, so the bill is placed under demand on us. We place under demand on, right? Cattle on a thousand hills. Exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Right? Pour our blessings we won't have room enough to receive. Opens up what? The windows of heaven. Right? <laughs> right? So, so we're accessing things on earth from things in heaven. See, the original plan in Genesis was for us to enjoy the things of heaven on earth. That's why they were created together. Adam messed everything up. Adam and Eve, we know, you know, you know, we got, you got one was deceived and one was rebellious. I'll let y'all figure out who was who. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right so but they they were deceived and rebellious in cheating God robbing God from the opportunity to continue to fellowship and pour out his like not just even he don't had he ain't had to pour out his blessings they were consumed in his blessings right he, he we rolling in the cool of the day together all the time and that's why the scripture says in Malachi, shall a man rob God? Right? And it talks about tithes and offering because what it's saying is you're making a heavenly move to pull from, you're making an earthly move to pull from heaven. You're giving me back the opportunity to pour out my blessings. 
right? You're giving me back the opportunity for us to operate heaven on earth, okay? All right, so that's Matthew 6.10, right? And I gave you Ephesians 1.3. And this is why, this is interesting because somebody asked about this the other week, so I just, I'm just going to slip this one in here. It's kind of an honorable mention here. It might not be on the first team, but just honorable mention. Uh, so Romans 4.17. Romans 4.17. It says, as it is written, I have, I have made thee a father of many nations. It's talking about Abraham. Before whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth or makes alive the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Calleth those things which be not as though they were. Why? Because God is not just looking at the scene. He's also he's looking at the scene from the realm of the unseen. So even though he's calling things that are not as though they were, he's actually calling things based on how they really should be or how they really are. So we always talk about the uh, um, uh, be not conformed, be transformed. And the Bible says you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Right. Right. You should know the truth. The word truth means final reality. Truth means final reality. Or, so the truth of, about that caterpillar is what? It's a butterfly. So, so when God is calling things that are not as though they were, that's God looking at the caterpillar and calling it a butterfly. Because he sees from the heaven realm in advance what we can be and what we're supposed to evolve into. We're frustrated, or as I was sharing with my family in New Jersey, or, uh, couple weeks ago or uh, the other Monday, I was sharing with them um, how uh, I, I, I made a crazy mistake the day that I fell out and took all those drugs. But I, made the, I was making the statement, I said, well, what's the worst that could happen to me? And then I used to say, it's not like I have anything to live for. I wasn't making that decision based on where I was going. I was making that decision based on where I was at, what I saw around me. So our depression, is it based on where we're going? Right. Our frustration, is it based on where we're going? Our hurts, our pains, and our disappointments, is it based on where we're going? Most of them are based on what? Where we're at. <laughs> right? And, 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 and what's so frustrating is, of course, you're not going to translate yourself in a second to where you need to be. But you can see where you're going if you just put on your faith lenses. Right? You can see outside of the realm of the natural into the supernatural, into the spirit realm. Right? Faith is the substance of things. And the evidence of things. Right? Substance of things hoped for. What you're expecting. It's, uh, we're going to uh, teach this on Sunday. The guarantor. Because faith is your guarantee <laughs> given by the guarantor, <laughs> right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so, and, and so, so Isaiah 46.10, you can write that down. You can write down Ecclesiastes 3.15, and then we'll visit both of those real quick. Isaiah 46.10 and Ecclesiastes 3.15. We've discussed some of these scriptures before, but they, they 
make a lot of sense based on what we're talking about today. So 4610 says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things, look, that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Look, declaring the end from the beginning. And, it, and it's, you know, and I gave you this example before. People do it all the time, you know. Uh, been around a lot of, 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 of counsel of people that build, have, have dreams and visions or people that have built projects at uh, my best, uh, or one of my best friends at the time in, in Ohio, he was, uh, he built the uh, uh, $6 million building, 66,000 square foot building. And so, so I, I, I listened to, to what they do. So they, what they do is they build a model and then build the model. So, so, so here they have blueprint. The blueprint is saying this is what we're going to build. Well, it's not, it's not existing. And then they build a small model of what? How it's going to look of what we're going to build. You know, Marcus does this. Uh, uh, he's actually uh, is creating renderings of the future Ayers Christian Center Church the, the, when we build, right? And so, so he can do it on a computer where you can see how it's going to look. But Marcus is way ahead of the building that we're about to get, right? <laughs> right? But, but the interesting thing is, what is Marcus doing? He's declaring the end from the beginning. And then, so when they go in and build, they're building based on the blueprint, right? They're building, and then they're producing what's already been built. Right? Well, when God declares the end from the beginning, he's doing the same thing. Your life has already been built. He's already uh, designed it, and he's built it. He just needs you to follow the plans. Right? Matthew uh, uh, 7.13, you know, is a narrow way. So sometimes when we've allowed the adversary to creep in and give us something called stubbornness and pride, well, well, before the stubbornness and pride, remember, when you, you know, you, you see this in your kids all the time. And you see this in your kids all the time. Like your, your kids, actually kids come out. You know, I think about Carter and Austin, uh, both, but really Carter. Like basically, you know what? Carter's walking around with faith glasses on. If you just hold a conversation with Carter, how's Carter? Have a conversation with Carter. Carter would be talking about stuff that's going to happen in your life. He'll be talking about stuff. And you'd be like, how old are you? Are you from here? You know, but what it is is if you listen, which I listen to everybody, this kid has his faith lenses on. Now, as he grows, if he stays protected, guard your heart with all diligence. If he stays under protective custody, he'll just constantly look by faith. He'll, he'll dream dreams, see visions, achieve things no one has ever done. But let's say he, you know, he runs across someone. This is not going to happen to Carter, but he runs across someone and he decides he wants to smoke or drink or get caught up in lust and stuff like that. Well, what happens is the more he gets caught up, his lenses are sliding off. And, but but it's, not, it's, not, it's not an abrupt slide like, I can't see. No, no, it's subtle. It's so subtle that he'll think he's still seeing, but he's missing out on the most important things in his life. So subtly he's created blind spots and he don't even realize. And guess what? When he's talking to people, everybody else is tripping. He'll find himself locked into something that he can do 
but not realize he's locking out what he was purposed to do. And he's just wondering, why, why is there a void? Why is there a void? Why am I frustrated? Why am I thirsty? Why do I need all these vices? Because when you're doing something that you can do, but not what you purpose to do, what you can do, you can get success, but you won't be fulfilled. So now you'll need all these other vices to almost simulate fulfillment, but you're still not, they, they ain't quenching your thirst either, right? And so you got to keep your lenses on. I mean, I mean, we're young, we believe in all types of stuff. I'm, when I grow up, I'm going to be astronaut, whatever the case may be. But now, we so prideful, we so locked into the one job because you get promotions and people giving you props. They calling you boss. You done lost sight of your dreams. Right? So, so just, 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 I just want to slip that in there for a thought. So God declares the end from the beginning in Ecclesiastes 3. We could slip over there real quick. We've visited this scripture at Ayers Christian Center Church before. But Ecclesiastes 3, verse 15. And it reads, it says, that which has been is now. So that which has been is now. See, remember, if God was out ahead of you, what I'm, what I'm, what I've, see, he threw the pass ahead of time. So he threw a pass from the, he threw a pass from where he was at to where he was going. So that which has been is now. Right? And then it says, and that which is to be has already been. And God requires that which is past. Uh, the the uh, Amplifier says, so history, his story repeats itself. Right? And so the thing is, you can lose sight of what God's doing. When you, you ever, uh, those of y'all wear glasses, you ever lose your glasses? Pastor Melanie, you ever lose your glasses, but you still operate as if you can see, you know, so like you could be talking to somebody and you're assuming how their face is. I ain't going to say no names. So, so I got an amen from you, brother. The brother sitting in the second row, I'll get an amen. <laughs> right. And so then, then the person put their glass on, like after they've already maybe not seen properly, then they put their glasses on. Man, I don't, you know, I just can't see without my glasses. And you be sitting there going, you mean all this time you couldn't see me? <laughs> right, but, but, you, but, but, but you never say totally like I can't see. And the person looking at you, you look like you can see clear. You acting like you can see. But the whole time, you're blind. You can't see. Right, well... That's how it is when we let our faith glasses slip off. We walking around like we can see and we blind. We stumble on over stuff, but like you, it ain't even compensating. You just constantly stumble over stuff. So my, my son, uh, this was high school. So for a long time, I mean, my son was, he was going, he, I remember he was what, super sophomore in the state. Uh, then he was just coming up, you know, he was, he was uh, went to, we sent him, I think we sent him to the All-Star game too before this, so uh, Blue Chip All-Star, Metro All-Star. So he's, you know, he's coming up the ranks. So finally, we, you know, he took him to the eye doctor and he got contacts and glasses, right? Oh, contacts. He's got contact. He said, man, mom and dad, oh man, I can see. So I'm like, so, so, so we asked him like, wait a minute, so what have you been doing all this time? He says, I was shooting at both of the baskets. Listen, listen. Y'all ain't get it, did you? It was a blur. <laughs> hey, I just shot at both of the baskets. 
<laughs> I didn't get I didn't get double the points, but <laughs> but he had, he had compensated. But but how many of us are shooting at both of the baskets, <laughs> right? When we need to put on our lenses. Oh oh, what is shooting at both of the baskets? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. <laughs> well, I see this, but I see that too. Well, well, that person's stuck. Right? <laughs> right? You stuck. You, yeah, I see that. Ah, I see that. Like when they was praying for uh, who they was going to sell the church to. So the pastor talked to all the team. And he said it was between the, the other people. We'll call them Browns. The Browns and the Bradleys. We're going to pray about it. Everybody quiet. We're going to pray. So, so, so first thing he saw, heard was Bradley's, Bradley's, Bradley's. Talk to this person. Bradley's, 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 Bradley's. Talk to this person. Well, well, Pastor, um, I don't know. I, I'm stuck. I, I, I hear both of them. I, I hear Bradley's, but I also hear Browns. <laughs> right? Uh, how many of us walking around living in two, with, with, with two options? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not fair. Living with 39 options. <laughs> That's probably more realistic, right? We thinking about everything instead of the only thing, <laughs> right? Right. So, 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 because we got, well, we got to put our lenses back on. Keep, we keep them on. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> my wife says they keep sliding off. Yeah, I just picked it up too. She said they keep sliding off. See, what happens is we got our face so saturated with sin oil <laughs> that our faith lenses keep sliding off. <laughs> little tag team there, little tag team. That was sweet, man. All right, let's go to 2 Kings 6. <laughs> Hope says you better go to the doctor and get them things tight. Tight sight. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that. All right. All right, Pastor Mel, you over there reaching? <laughs> All right, tight sight makes it right. All right. All right, so let's go to Second Kings six, and um, you know this backdrop here is you know. Elijah, you know, who took took the mantle from Elijah, you know, uh, great prophet. And this dude, uh, he had great vision into the heaven realm. Had his, his faith lenses on all the time. Great vision. And uh, so before he was telling his king things before the other kings could do anything, like their strategies. So the Syrian king, man, he got a little fed up with this. Man, we need to go take out this prophet. Because they was like, how do they know what we're doing? It's like, man, they got a prophet in their camp. This guy that that uh, uh, poured water on, 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 the, on Elijah. Remember Elijah? You know that dude that took out prophets to stop rain? Yeah, well, his, his uh, armor bearer, the guy that was serving him for 20-odd years, man, he done picked up his anointing and doubled. Right, so he said, "Oh no, we can't have this because Elijah was already getting on our nerves. We could never win when Elijah was around, so we're gonna go take him out." So they show up in the camp, right? And when they show up in the camp, uh, see, uh, we'll do. We'll start here, verse fifteen. 
It says, and when the servant of the man of God, Elijah's servant, was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host encamped uh, compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? So he's like, like we stuck. We don't woke up. We about to get taken out. And so Elijah responded like this. He answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So imagine, you know, you wake up and you see these armies and you tell your, your, you tell your leader, hey, God, man, chill out, man. There's more to be with us to be with them. And, and I know what he was thinking, like, are you blind? <laughs> Do you see all these people out here? It's me and you, and it's all of them. So, when he, so he's saying to his leader, are you blind? You can't see this? We can see it. It's obvious in the natural, right? The next verse, no, no, I'm sorry, fear not, is verse 17. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. All right, so, so here you have, when, when Elijah said, open his eyes that he may see, he basically put some faith lenses on him so he could see outside of the natural realm into the heaven realm and there was horses and chariots greater than the horses and chariots that was coming against him. But them horses and chariots didn't just show up when he said open his eyes. They were there already. But he couldn't see because his servant didn't have his faith lenses on. He could only see in the natural and this is what's happening to us. Things are coming around us. Seems like they're insurmountable. Like they're, they're, they're just like everywhere we go. And the, our temptation is to look at what we see. But the scripture says don't look at the things that you see for they're temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. Basically, what the scripture is saying, open your eyes. Open your eyes. There's more, there's, there's more that be with you than be with them. Right, And it's hard to do it when you get caught up in pride and fear. And when it's all about your control. See, again, if you don't have your faith lenses off on, you actually think you are in control. And so when you start to lose control, you think it's something new done happened. No. That's just reality. You never was in control. Right? And the thing is, when you start to yield to God, see, for, in our life, it's really not about us being in control. It's about making sure we're yielding to who's in control. God. There's nothing, there's nothing that can stop us as long as we stay submerged in God. Right? See, we, we're trying to live days of heaven on the earth. Uh, Matthew 18, 18, I think it's kind of powerful because this is the life that we, we're designed to live out. And I know the scripture says, whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. King James Version. But I want to read the, 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 the New Living Translation to you. It says, I tell you the truth. It says, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And, and whatever you permit on earth shall be permitted in heaven. So we have this power to be able to bind and loose. So loose the things on heaven that we need. All spiritual, 
excuse me, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but to bind up the things that's trying to restrict us, the adversary trying to come at us, the thief trying to steal from us. We can just, we, we can bind all that thing, we can bind all that mess up. The scripture says you decree a thing and it shall be established, right? So we have the power to do things, but if you can't see it, it's hard for us to achieve it. Like if you show up, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an athlete, so you show up at a game and you try not to lose, what's more of an option for you? Losing, because what do you plan off of? Losing. Like you can't, like, like, I don't show up no place. I don't care what I'm, I don't care if we playing spades. Like I'm 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 not I'm not showing up. I've lost. That was a fluke. Uh but I, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm just, just, just jokes, just joking, you know. If I lost, I got beat. But but what I'm saying is I don't show up expecting to lose nothing. I don't care what it is. Now, I be sizing up situations. I told you I went home. I hadn't played in a long time. I knew my son had been working out, getting kind of stronger and stuff like that. He already, he already like 6'4". So he was in the house that night. He was like, he told my grandson, nobody in this house can stop me. Son, I have to share this story. So, so I was sitting there going like, I didn't feel like getting up, but I'm going to have to get up now. And then, you know, my, my grandson was already talking trash. So I showed up not knowing, but... A part of me is like, well, I ain't showing up to lose. So I'm playing like I'm going to win no matter what. Y'all already know the results. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> See, son, I let you off the hook of, what, of all the details. Right? So, so, so as we live this life, like we want to really live life in the earth realm, but having our faith lens off where we're operating from the spirit realm. All spiritual blessings have in place, in heavenly places, heaven on earth. Right? Even the scripture tells us, a man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So we have to be able to see God, uh, Hebrews eleven six, and know that he is. He's a reward of them that diligently seek him. So if I'm seeking out God's wisdom, I have to see God is real. He can't be a fantasy. He can't be some fairy tale. And so I have to have my faith lenses on to even see God is real, to constantly chime into what he said. Because imagine God telling you something, and you don't see him real. And all the stuff you see on the outside seems, well, come on. This is obvious. Because that's how we live. You know, you know, you can hear something on uh on the news or something else, or a bunch of people start telling you stuff, or they give you their history, or or this has happened before. And everything God is telling you doesn't line up with that, but it's easy for you to go with what you can control or what you can touch and feel, but not in the unseen. So you can miss out on what God's doing because he ain't real to you. When God is real to you, you could be going in a certain direction. It could seem obvious. You'd be like, yeah, but God said this. I can't do that. Because God said Because he's so real to you. His voice is so clear to you. Right? But if you're taking in things that are creating blind spots and impairing your vision, impairing your ability to hear, God could be talking to you, gave you the exact way to win, to achieve, to get out of the situation. And you didn't do it. So I was talking to a guy. Uh, we had a guy inspected the church the other day. He's from um, uh, New York, uh, Binghamton, New York. And so the stacks are actually from Binghamton, New York. So I was like, do you know the stacks? He says, well, I know some stacks. He says, I know. Uh, he said they had a farm. He says, you know, uh, 
He says, but I don't know, ask him where they're from. So I was talking to uh, Robert, and he was telling me, he says, two stacks. He said, it was us who was in farming. It was another stack. He's the guy uh, that they're, they're the people that started Dick Sporting Goods. He said, so then I called the, 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 the inspector. He's 70. So he said, oh, yeah, I uh, forgot the guy's name, but he said, something stack. He said, yeah. He said, he was working at a store, and and." You know, and, and you know, how, you know, it was back in the day, so whatever they were selling. He says, you know what I think we should do? Uh, we should start selling uh, sporting goods. So the owner of the store is like, <laughs> man, what are you kidding? No, he's like, man, man, please, we ain't doing that. So, and I might be telling the story not exactly right, but the, the mom says, you know what? You know, you've been sharp, this, that, and the other. Now, this is something no, nobody, nobody's done. In, in their environment. She says, I just believe in you. We, we could just do it. Same dicks sports stores we know now. Right? But somebody had to see something that wasn't manifested at the time. Right? Somebody had to see something. Uh, I was listening to another guy. He, uh, similar to us, he pioneer planted the church. So pioneer planted church wasn't popular. Nobody knew him. And he wasn't really feeling it. But you know, so you know, so he had some bumps along the road, made some mistakes, but he just kept learning how to eventually grow the church. So it took a while for for the for the church to grow. Well, then uh, another guy wanted to know, okay, how, what did you do so we can uh, start a church too? So he said, hey, no problem. He says, I'll share with you. <clears throat> guy seemed like how we are, you know, benevolent. So he's like, sure, here I share with you. Well, then somebody else wanted to know, and then somebody else wanted to know. Well, this guy's planet. 750-something churches. 750-something. People travel all over the world just to hear from him how to plant churches. All he did was follow what God said. Hadn't been done. Wasn't nobody doing it. It wasn't the popular thing. He wasn't big time. All over the world. I didn't even know who he was until I, saw, until I, I, I was listening to the interview. I couldn't tell you his name now because he ain't running around, you know, trying to be, you know, popular, this, that, and the other. But guess what? He done planted 750-something churches. Right? So somebody has to see beyond the, 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 the natural realm, right? They have to see. All right, so Proverbs 25, and we're going to end there for today. Uh, we'll be talking about this for the next couple of weeks, but. We'll end with Proverbs 25. Verse 2. It says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. Look, the glory of God to conceal it and the honor of kings to search out a matter. So the answers are inside the glory of God, but you must travel through that glory, submerge yourself in it, to reach the solution or your peace. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 3, 318, 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, uh, it says when we go into that word and we're searching the scriptures, it says it's like we're beholding ourselves in a mirror. We're, we go from glory to glory. So we basically exchange our little glory for all of God's glory. So when we're looking for the answers, it's not in the circumstances. It's not in what has happened before. It's not in what everybody's saying in the natural. Your answer is in the glory of God.
but you got to submerge yourself in. So you got to walk in because the Bible says God is covered by light. So you have to walk in uh, that place of uncertainty, that place of brilliance, that place to, of awe and over, that's going to humble you because the closer you get to God, the more humble you are. So you have to go through ultimate vulnerability to experience ultimate fulfillment. So there's no control. We, we talked about this a long time ago. Uh, I forgot what the message was. But you can't control fulfillment. And that's what our issue is. We train ourselves to be in control. And that's, the, that's diametrically opposed to being fulfilled. Because you got to float to be fulfilled. But everything, like, and then, you know how we release a little bit and we go, well, you know, I'm doing better, you know, because I used to control everything. Now I'm only control 90% of the stuff. And then some of us may have, may, have, may have crossed over to, I used to control everything. Now I'm only controlling 70% of the stuff. You're cheating yourself because what you're honestly looking for, because you ever, like, get a promotion? And so, and, and, and I'm going to tell you how it times out. God blesses you, but sometimes the adversary releases the hold on you because he sees a blessing is about God's fulfillment is about to come. So what he, do, what he does is he takes his, he, he, he calls his guards up. Hey, 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 I need you to leave your post for right now. So they leave their post and a blessing uh, slips in. So you get a promotion and he's like, okay, now go back on post. So like you're you're promoted over here, and then you be, yeah. See, you know, um, I ain't do all God told me to do, but I still got the promotion, and you know, I'm just everything rolling. And then you get settled with that. But you ever see it seemed like bait and switch, don't it? All of a sudden, craziness start happening. We're just like, but you know, everything was just going good just a minute ago. Yeah, but see, you just took a bribe. God has so much more, but. And, and, and you ever you ever you ever been in this situation where you have all these pending things, but nothing's manifested. And if you really sat back and looked, you've had pending things for years that haven't manifested. So basically, what the adversary done is he knows I can just give this person carrots. I don't have to give them the the reality, as long as I give them the carrots. And they'll keep saying, yeah, when this happened, yeah, when this happened, yeah, when this happened. But see, God doesn't deal in carrots. He deals in reality. See, so, so, but we just got to yield. We got to yield. Let go of the controls. I know it's hard. It was hard for me. You know, just let go of the control. Yeah, try floating for a change. See, but the only way you're going to float, you got to see God got you. Uh, Jamal says something. I'm going to use it. I, I said Jamal's name ahead of time. So uh, I didn't even ask permission, but I'm using it anyway. He said, God told him, you don't have to front because I got your back. Did I say it right? See, we don't need pretense or nothing. God got us covered, but you can't even see that if all you see is what's in the natural. And if you're feeding the natural, that's all you're going to see. So the, the thing about the pleasures of the world, they blind you. But they don't tell you you're blind. So you're walking around in a stupor. Some of y'all are the greatest thing that's ever existed on this planet. But you're living as if you're well, nowhere near that. All because you've allowed yourself to take on kryptonite, but you're Superman. 
So we, some of us can't even see the heaven realm. That's not me putting anybody down. That's me reminding you who you are. Like God wants you, us to be reminded of who we are. Like we're not just natural beings. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So are we operating like we're in Christ? Because we should be doing some super stuff. Right? I mean, obviously Christ is doing the super stuff through us. Okay, I, I, mean, I get all that. But we really, really, we really, seriously, we're supposed to be doing some very special things. And so we can't keep second guessing these things that, you know, when you when you pick up something that nobody knew before. Like, yeah, prophetic words just come out of you. And you be like, okay, that seems kind of retarded. No, it's not retarded. Or you're seeing things, and you, 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 you reduce them to nightmares. No, you're just seeing in the spirit realm. But since you don't spend a whole lot of time there, it's scary, isn't it? I know, I know, I know people right now don't go to church because they see in the spirit realm, and they don't know. Just discerning the spirits. That's First Corinthians 12. They're just seeing outside of the natural realm. But they've been designed as a spiritual being, and they're getting flickers of their spiritual self. But they're so natural, they dismiss the spiritual self, embrace the natural self. We're supposed to be the other way around. We're supposed to be embracing the spiritual self and mortifying the natural self. Romans 6. All right, that's all. That's all for today. We don't have to.